Welcome. Trust that you're having a great day and um, this is the time that we're going into God's word and at this time I trust that this word will profit us, it will bring life to us in Jesus' name. Um, in the past few weeks, our pastor has been sharing on the theme rest, rest. Indeed, this year was given to us as a year of rest. And today I'll be going further in what I've titled, Come Aside by Yourselves. Come Aside by Yourselves. And I'd like to read from the Passion Translation, Mark chapter 6, 30, verses 32, 31. Mark chapter 6, verses 32, 31. The apostles returned from their mission and gathered around Jesus and told him everything they had done and taught. Verse 31. There was such a swirl of activity around Jesus with so many people coming and going that they were unable to even eat a meal. So Jesus said to his disciples, come, let's take a break and find a secluded place where you can rest a while. The New King James translation says, come aside by yourselves and rest a while. Come aside by yourselves and rest a while. In fact, oftentimes, and especially in times like this, we are inundated with loads of work, so much to do, going and coming, even if it's um, work online, Zoom meetings, you know, there's so much busyness. Even during this pandemic, without us even moving an inch from our homes, um, just the swirl of activity around us online, deadlines to be met, um, trying to be very productive on your job because this is not a time for anyone to lose their job, you know, it's, it's a lot. And just trying to pivot or just trying to navigate the um, season for the past few months, six months, seven months, um, some are still trying to get a grasp of all that is happening and how to really um, translate that into some form of productivity. You see, in all of this, we have to rest. We've got to find rest for our souls, okay? Some of us have gone back to work and we're back to the routine of traffic, you know. Some of us are in traffic for two hours, three hours, going to work, coming back, and that's a lot. Even for those who work at home, a lot, a lot of us, between laundry, between shopping, between um, cooking, uh, between, you know, getting things fixed um, in the house, um, between just all kinds of errands and taking care of those we're responsible for, okay? Um, if you have children, you know that that's a lot. Between trying to oversee their work, giving them something to keep them busy, um, oversee their schoolwork online, or whether they're not even in school and you're trying to give them something to keep them busy, TV, screen, you know, whatever. It's a lot. And so we have to find time to pace ourselves. We've got to find time to rest. It's no excuse at all. So it was said here there was such a swirl of activity around Jesus. The apostles returned from their mission and they gathered around Jesus, telling him what they had done and um, 
what they were all about. And of course, Jesus also, I think this is Mark 6, where um, the feeding of the multitude and all of that had just happened. And so, of course, the crowds were always thronging around him. The thing is that if you're busy, you will always be busy. If you're resourceful, if you're a productive person, you will. there will be a lot on your plate. Okay, if you're someone that we're all in some family or the other, even if you're single, you're someone's daughter, you're someone's sister or brother, you know, you're someone's colleague at work, someone's friend, there would always be responsibilities around us that people want to, um, you know, put on us or ask us to help them out. And it's always good to be kind and gracious to help. But again, we have to know when to rest. We have to know when to put the brakes. We have to know when to sleep, when to actually um, go to bed. And we'll come to the issue of sleep in a moment. And so it's no matter the field you're in, whether you're medical personnel, doctor, nurse, or you're a cleaner, or you're someone who... Um, provides food for people, you sell food, you sell clothes online, you whatever. It is hustle bustle because everybody's trying to get ahead. Everybody's trying to be productive. And of course you have the demands of customers and um, we're, we're just busy. But in this season, the word is come aside and rest a while. Come aside, just come aside, take time, come aside by yourself. Some of us are not used to being by ourselves. We have to find time to be by ourselves. And you know, it's, it takes wisdom. Of course, it takes being prayerful. And what is the essence of prayer? The prayer won't, I mean, God won't come from heaven and help you create time. So if you pray that you need rest, you pray that you want to have time, what happens in the place of prayer if you listen to him? He will give you the strategy. He will give you creativity to know how to rest, to know how to take a break, to know how to pull away from time to time. So this is what I want to talk about here just in the next few minutes. How do we rest while being productive? How do we rest while being productive? Because it's that fear of not being productive that we are all, you know, trying to get it um, overcome. We don't want to look lazy. We don't want to feel lazy. We want to make money. That spells work. Of course, the finance gurus will tell you that it's the place you can come to where you don't have to be running up and down when you accurately have saved and you accurately invest your money so you can go to sleep while your money works for you. But today we're not talking about finances. So it's not everyone that will be um, have financial wealth that will really be always up and down, up and down, you know, the hustle and the grind. And yes, there is a time for that, but there is a time where you've put in the work so much, your investments are yielding for you and you really don't have to be up and down, up and down. But again, let's talk about the everyday person, um, young person, whatever your age is right now, you're in the grind, you've got to put in the work and all of that. It doesn't mean you should face burnout. It doesn't mean that you should collapse and see the end of yourself because, again, what there is the point um, when you cannot, the Bible says that for a man to really eat the fruit of his labor is a gift of God, is a blessing from, from God to be able to eat the fruit of our labor. That means to be able to rest, to be able to enjoy what you're working for, to be able to enjoy your income, you know? So there's a fine balance there. And that's why I want to encourage us, okay? Don't, don't die before your time. Don't fall down dead. Don't be overcome with burnout. And I'm preaching to myself as well. We all need it. We all need it. How do we truly get deep and real sleep. Hmm. 
Sleep is another matter. How do we get deep sleep? Because we sleep. Many of us sleep, but we don't really sleep. Our bodies can be asleep, but inside we're, we're, we're still busy. Our system is still working, you know, depending on what we, um, how much anxiety we, we, were, we had going on um, before going to bed, <laughs> you know, depending on what we've um, eaten, <laughs> you know, before going to bed. I want to talk today about real rest. Real rest, the kind of rest that is refreshing, the rest that is not half-hearted, the rest that is not, oh, they have said we should rest, so mm, there it is, I'm going to put in my five hours or six hours of sleep. No, the kind of rest that you really desire and you get, um, you're refreshed when you sleep and wake, when you wake up from a sleep. Um, the kind of rest where you are able to pull away from everything and everybody, you know, just from time to time, the kind of rest where you take your rest without feeling guilty or apologetic, you know, to the people around you for wanting to rest, for wanting to take a nap. Sometimes you might have to take a short nap in the afternoon. Okay, you might need a 30 minutes nap in the afternoon. I might get by without it. Or I might need a one hour nap in the afternoon. Uh, depending on the season that I am in, we must be able to pull the brakes when necessary and don't wait till it's really almost uh, too late. So we can see that verse of scripture, Jesus telling his disciples, come, let's take a break. Let's find a secluded place. So that means you've got to find. You may say, oh, it's not easy. My house is busy and everything. You have to find. You have to find. You may say, oh, you don't know how small my house is. We're tending the house. It's just two rooms. It's just, okay, is there a backyard? Okay, is there a bathroom? <laughs> it must, if it must come to that, where you lock yourself up for 30 minutes and just say, hey, I must rest from all the noise. Jesus said, let us find, let us find a secluded place where you can rest a while. A secluded place. Don't go into the midst of busy extroverts and Hey, I'm not calling the extroverts out. Hello, <laughs> you know. Don't go into the midst and say you want to rest. Find a quiet place. Find a quiet place. Sometimes it might have to be your friend's house for 30 minutes over the weekend for one hour. It might have to be someone watch over your kids and say, I need to really rest, okay? Even if you can't afford a weekend getaway, that would be good. Um, so again, Jesus said, Come, let's rest a while. You know, it's interesting to hear the master, our Savior, Lord Jesus, who walked the face of this earth, say that because we often imagine that he was just this, you know, because he was God and he was also man. Um, we imagine that he was, he just kept going, 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 going. He didn't need to sleep. He didn't need to rest. If he needed rest and he encouraged his disciples to rest, then how much more? You and I, in today's age, you know, in the seasons we are in, we're in the end times, where we're in stressful moments, we're in stressful seasons, if we'll be very, very honest with ourselves. There's a lot of mental stress, not just physical stress, stress, but mental, the sheer number of things we have to think about, the sheer number of things we tend to multitask. Hey, let's be real and honest with ourselves because we are not God. Yes, we are made in his, his image. We are not omnipotent. We are not El Shaddai. So we've got to be honest and be humble about 
the fact that we are not God and we must take our break um, from time to time. So I'm going to so I've asked those questions. How do we get real rest? How do we get real rest? I'm going to read another um, verse of scripture, and this is from the same book of Mark, interestingly, Mark chapter 4, verses 37 to 40. Mark chapter 4. I mean, I have my own story to of rest. I have my own story. I'm not uh, not always being a restful person, you know, but I'm learning to rest because I realize that, hey, you have this body and if it breaks down, that's the end. It cannot, um, that's the end. You exit this earth and that's the end of everything or every dream that you want to do or fulfill on this side of of earth. Um, I'm a very, very busy person. I'm a very busy individual, very busy um, wife, mom, working mom, uh, pastor, teacher, coach. <laughs> I'm a hands-on person. I'm an action-oriented person because of my personality and my temperament. You know, not too much talk. Let's get into the action. Let's get things done. Um, let's stop planning, planning, planning. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Let's get into the trenches. Let's go for the outreaches. Let's go, go, go. I'm a hands-on person, but I also realize and I understand and I'm pragmatic enough to know that um, nothing is cast in stone. Nothing is, you know, from time to time I tell my husband is not, nothing is cast in stone. You don't have to be there. We don't have to be there. I don't have to be there. Um, I'd love to be there, but I don't have to because it's someone that is well that can be in a place to give a speech or to preach. It's someone that is well that can show up physically. Okay, it's someone that is well that can even show up online um, to speak virtually um, is someone that is well and in their right mind that can do all those things. For if you are unable to do all those things, people are going to be say, people are going to say, next, who is next? You know, who is next? Looks like this person is not like, he doesn't have it together. He's stressed, he's burned out. They won't say, oh, we are the one that our, our heavy demands cost it. They're going to say, who's the next anointed person? Let's go after that person. We saw that Jesus had people always thronging after him. Why? Because of the miracles, because of what he could do for them. So people, you are in high demand because of what you can do for people. At your work, your boss is like, I need that report. I need that working 24 hours, you know, because I need to also submit it to my own boss. I need to deliver. And so they, you're needed because you're relevant. You're needed because you're a resourceful person. Okay. And the moment you no longer can be productive or resourceful, out, they look for the next person. And you must not be too tired. We must not get to a place where we're too tired and they're like, mm. Mr. X, you're, you're dozing off on your job. You know, Miss uh, Miss Y, you're, what's happening? You're not, you know, your work is not as it was before. They won't understand that you have not taken time to rest. So they're going to begin to look for a replacement, but that will not be your portion because wisdom is profitable to direct. I, from time to time, it's not I have all the time, but I, from time to time, try to take walks um, every other day or every day. Um, take walks, it's not because I don't have work to do. And I post that because I want to show that side. I want to deliberately let people know that we must rest, okay? I can show, always show the side of, hey, here I am working, I'm writing, I'm studying, I'm, you know, and keep showing that side uh, because that's the side we all show. And there's no 
Not much virtue in that because that means nobody is being the different one. Nobody is speaking a different language. Nobody is showing the other side, you know, that says, hey, rest, take a walk. So don't think that I'm not busy <laughs> with all my walks and all that, but I just choose to show that side. I choose to show the fun side when I'm having fun because we must always balance this. Sitting down and playing games with our families, sitting down and just just sitting down and just, you know, just taking pictures, being goofy, you know, laughing, bake something, even if you're not going to eat it. So these are things, look for what makes you unwind. Look for what does not add to your stress. And that will be the beginning of rest. Rest in his word as well. So I asked a question and then I'm going to read this other scripture and give us some takeaways. Okay. Now, I said Mark chapter 4 from verse 37 to 40, again in the TPT, the Passion Translation. Mark chapter 4, verse 37 to 40. Suddenly, as they were crossing the lake, a ferocious tempest arose with violent winds and waves that were crashing into the boat until it was all but swamped. But Jesus was calmly sleeping in the stern, resting on a cushion. Resting, take note of that, <laughs> on a cushion. So they shook him awake, saying, Teacher, don't you even care that we are all about to die? Fully awake. He rebuked the storm and shouted to the sea, Hush, calm down. And we know the, the King James from translation we're familiar with, familiar with says, Peace, be still. All at once, the wind stopped howling and the water became perfectly calm. Then he turned to his disciples and he said to them, watch this, why are you so afraid? Haven't you learned to trust yet? And many preachers have preached from this and really it's that side of the miracle where you can speak to your storm. You can speak to the situations. You can speak to the winds that are, you know, um, tossing you here and there. You can speak to the storms of your life, whatever they represent, whether it's in your marriage or it's in your work or lack of job, whatever storms are coming at you, whether it's that your, all your material things were stolen, you know, or whatever, or you, you have a sickness in your body. And we have preached from that, that speak to it, speak to that mountain, speak to that storm, and it will obey you just like it obeyed Jesus. And we thank God for that. But today I'm emphasizing something that we overlooked in that passage or that we overlook in that passage, that Jesus was asleep, one. And he was so asleep that they had to shake him. It says they shook him. And then when he became fully awake, he rebuked the storm. So in the midst of the howling storm, he was asleep in the stern. He went to the bottom of the boat because he wanted to sleep. This tells me that he was deliberate. As they sailed over, maybe they wanted to look, you know, sightseeing or, you know, just gist or do some work, whatever it was. They were not resting, but he deliberately rested. He went to the quiet part of the boat, of the ship. He went to the bottom, found a cushion and rested. Hello. 
And so it took them shaking him firmly for him to come out because he was so deeply asleep. <laughs> May we sleep deeply each time we sleep. Amen. I want to sleep. Each time I sleep, I want to sleep deeply. Okay, so that when I wake up, I know I've had a deep, refreshing sleep. Number two is that when he did the miracle, when he took action like they expected him to and everything became calm, he took a moment to um, speak to them. And this is what he said. Haven't you, why are you afraid? Haven't you learned to trust yet? So I would say point number one is trust God. We do not sleep, we do not rest because we don't trust God. Yep. Mm -hmm. When my trust levels are low, I find I'm not sleeping. That means whatever it is that is making me not to go to bed on time, it means that I can't trust God with it. I can't trust God with it. I'd rather worry. I'd rather think. I'd rather brainstorm and brainstorm. And when you brainstorm and stormed and calculate and put, it's time to put the note aside. It's time to put the phone aside. It's time to sleep and say, hey, Tomorrow is another day. God, give me sound sleep so I can wake up tomorrow and continue with the hustle. Or wake up tomorrow and then I'm full of ideas. How won't that be lovely? If you sleep, you dream, or you wake up and then the first thing is that creativity answers to that which you're trying to crack fills your mind and you jot it down. Moreover, you wake up, you are refreshed. You even have enough time and presence of mind to say, let me meditate, let me pray. Let me take a few minutes to talk to God, to pray, to have my quiet time. But no, we go out to sleep anxious. We wake up anxious and we say, mm, where did I stop? And then we start the grind again. We don't even take enough time to to meditate and become. When you wake up, even though you're just coming out of sleep, you can stay there for five minutes and say, now I'm awake, but let me fully be awake and think and talk to God and think and pray and read my Bible and just, you know, also try and gain, um, just take the gains from this waking moment and not rush into things. Two, trust your team, trust your domestic network, whether your mom, your dad, your spouse, your friend, your personal assistant, your colleague. You've got to trust somebody at some point in time. You've got to trust your team. You can't give them the work and keep taking it back. You've got to let them do some things for you. And um, if not, you're going to have everything. That way you'll be able to rest if you delegate some work to your network, to your um, the people you that help you. Let them help you. Don't be overcome with this trust in the fact that they may not be able to do it perfectly as you. Let them do it. Correct them if it's not done very well. That way you move on and they get to a point where they'll be able to do it as good as you. Don't you want to rest? Three, trust your children if you have any. Don't always think they're too young to do stuff on their own or for a bit of time. Trust them. Look, explain to them. Because some children think parents are super, the superhumans, okay? They think they're like next to God or they are God or whatever. Some people think their moms in particular is like, mm-mm, they're super moms. They, they can do everything. They think their dads can do everything. And you've got to let them see your weakness and your vulnerability. Like, look, you know what? I'm quite low at this time. I'm quite tired. Tired. Mommy is tired or aunt is, auntie is tired. Maybe you live with your nieces, your, your nieces and nephews live with you or 
you know, whatever, you have them for the weekend, let them know. Don't let them think that you, adults don't rest. They have all this energy. Teach them and say, you know what? I need about an hour. Even if you have to get them all their snacks, all their whatever, just say, look, I need one hour. I don't want anybody knocking on my door because I need to rest. And they will obey you and they will try and sort themselves out for that moment, okay? Trust them with it. Trust them with their whatever on their own for bits of time that you need to rest. Trust your spouse to, um, if you're a woman, trust your husband to take care of things, you know, while you are, some of us women are guilty of this, okay? You think he's going to burn the food, you think he's not going to know how to change the baby's diapers or whatever. Just trust for that moment that you want to rest intentionally. And it may not be in the night, like I said, it could be in the middle of the day and you so need it. To plan your food, plan your food. You see, you have to simplify the process of your food. You've got to plan it and you've got to simplify. If not, you're going to be overcome with worry. Okay, what do we eat today? When you, what do we eat this afternoon? What do, what do we eat in the evening? Okay, the, you're having lunch or you provide lunch for your children or the people in your house, but you're already thinking what is for dinner. But if you've planned it ahead and there's a timetable or whatever, you're not going to have to think about that. One less thing to think about. Portion everything. If you like, you can cook for a week, you know, um, and portion it and put it in the fridge and say, okay, anybody that needs anything, they're just going to bring it out and warm it. Simplify the process of providing your food for yourself and for the people uh, that you're responsible for. Plan your sleep. Now, this is where many of us are guilty. And I think my time is running out, so I'm just going to fly through this. Plan your sleep. Do you get six to eight hours of sleep? The experts say, say we should get like eight hours of sleep. But I'm saying, okay, even if you get six or seven, you know, can you get six and be refreshed? Can you even get less, like five hours and wake up refreshed? Now, what will determine that? There's a lot of things that will determine whether we wake up refreshed or not. How much screen time? Number six is limit your screen time. When is bedtime? Put on comfortable clothing. Put your screens away, put your phone away, put away your gadgets, you know, the lights are glaring in your eyes. It would um, stimulate you and not allow you to calm down, okay? Don't think about that next Instagram post, don't think about that Twitter, what's going on in Twitter, Nigeria, or Twitter, USA, oh, who are they dragging, what's going Some of us are fear of missing out, it's not allowing us to rest. We want to know, no, no, no. It's the information age and we are not resting because we want to know. We want to chip in our opinion before it's too late. You know, we want to be the first to know, the first to speak. And why? Again, rest, rest, rest. So again, for example, three before you sleep, you need to Google, you need to go there, wellness coaches online that you can follow, I follow, and I, because I'm interested in my health. I've seen that there's some foods like beef, beef, steak, you know, and all of that. Need about three hours to digest. So if my bedtime is 10 p.m., why will I at 8 p.m. get a big slice of steak, beef, you know, with jollof rice, it's not going to digest. So even though I'm able to fall asleep, my body, my intestine, my digestive system, they are working. And then I wake up tired. After eight hours, why am I sluggish? Why am I tired? Because my insides were working. 
while I thought I was asleep. So take note of that. But I've learned that fruits, vegetables, especially raw fruits and raw vegetables, take only about 30 to 40 minutes to digest. So maybe an hour to bed, I can have fruits if I'm hungry because within 30 to 40 minutes, it digests and I'm able to sleep without my body trying to grind, you know, digest this food that I have taken, you know, light tea, ginger, all those things. I'm not a wellness coach, but again, I'm very interested in things of health, smoothies, things that aid our rest, things that aid, you know, our sleeping well, and at the same time, helping us to have energy when we should. So have time to eat well. It's a function of a restful mind. You see, we quickly pander to junk food when we are short on time. And I'll close on this. We pander to junk food when we are short on time, because that's the fastest thing to reach. On the go, on the go, the fries, the chips, the biscuits, that we pander to that because of our business. But when we are restful, when we're intentional about our rest, we'll create time to make our food, even if we have to order our food or organize for it, we'll be, we're very selective about it and to know what we eat and we're deliberate about, you know, pacing ourselves. So friends, that's about more, the time I have. I pray in Jesus' name that we will really lay this to heart. We will really take this in, especially since Jesus said to his apostles, he said, come aside yourselves. Come aside yourselves. Come to a quiet place. Let's leave all this noise. Let's run away. Let's find a secluded place. There we can think. There we can read. There we can rest very well. There we can even plan our meals and our next itinerary. Rest, my friend, we've got to rest. So you will not be late to rest even before your time. In Jesus' name, my heart goes out to those who have passed on during this COVID season, either from COVID, either from any ailment underlying emails known or known to them. In Jesus' name, I pray healing for all of us that are still alive. I pray wisdom. I pray, oh God, the, the, the attitude to be able to um, just take wisdom from you, wisdom from above, wisdom from people who have done the research scientifically and all of that to be able to rest, exercise our bodies and to be fit um, for your work, for the kingdom, for all the assignments that are given to us. So um, let's continue the journey of productive, of a productive life while resting. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for your word um, that has really encouraged us and given us life at this time. My Lord and my God, we receive it as seed sown on our hearts and we believe it will be productive for us in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for those who are here, those who are watching, those who are listening, who want to give their heart to you, Jesus. I pray right now, oh God, that even as they um, reach out to you, your word says you will not turn anyone back. So if there's anyone that wants to give their heart to Jesus, just say this prayer after me, Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sins. I believe you took, uh, paid the price. I believe you rose up from the dead. I believe in you. And today I profess that you um, should come into my heart and be my Lord. I want to grow. I want to learn your ways, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Thank you, Father. Friends, that's about all the time we have.